talking about sports bras today. Welcome in. It's the PHNX <laughs> Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. I'm Johnny. He's Bo. It's a victory Monday, no matter who tells you otherwise. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your programming. Hot damn. Let's go. Culture set. Super Bowl, baby. Bo Brock. How we living here on a Monday? We're living great, my friend. The Arizona Cardinals want to know in the exhibition season. Sure, it doesn't count. But look, the team's putting in work. We're seeing that work already pay off. We're seeing a team that's been more well-organized than we've seen, my God, in who knows, half a decade at least. Uh, it's it's refreshing. And it's, it's just the feeling and the sense of the team going in the right direction and now, along with the players on the field, the people in that building, the fans, they're starting to buy into this process put in place by Monty Austin Fort, Jonathan Gannon, those sweet boys. They have this place rolling and in, in, in believing. That's the most important part. Just, and they're getting some help. They are. A very competitive outing on Friday night. But there was one position I'm like, mm, that could be better. Tight end, <laughs> coincidentally. The tight ends that... They had signed to be the top three tight ends on the roster, weren't participating Friday night. But that changes, I believe, hopefully, starting this weekend against Kansas City. We'll see on the starters. But starter for week one, I think it's going to be Zach Ertz because per Mike Garofalo to kick off a Monday morning bull Brock, Zach Ertz is en route to return to the Arizona Cardinals sooner rather than later, potentially practicing this week, bull Brock. We had kind of been hearing some whispers like he looks pretty fucking good during practice in the closed portion, right? Right. And he's making some progress, not to give too much away. We didn't know how quickly that would translate. Well, you know, indo facto, looks like Ertz is ahead of schedule. Yeah, it's uh, look, he immediately adds to this offense. It's a tight end friendly offense. And I think he can certainly pick up where he left off despite, you know, his age, a little long in the tooth for a position also coming off of a, an ACL injury and another ligament that he had repaired that they they felt was not going to withstand rehab and and uh, the rigors of playing in the NFL. But you get Zach Ertz back, as you said, looking good, right? Looking pretty much like himself. And how the hell did Zach Ertz get back before Trey McBride? We haven't seen much of Trey McBride this training camp, and we'll see as far as what happened. But it immediately boosts the tight end room because your your alternatives are what we saw on display on Friday night. It's Jeff Swaim, and it's good that Swaim is somebody that the coaching staff likes. Uh, and, of course, uh, Noah Tongiai, who has been standing out in, in the preseason or in training camp. But yep. none of those guys, those guys aren't proven commodities. Zach Ertz is an absolute proven commodity that you can put, insert right into the lineup come week one of the regular season. And he can be a solid possession receiver for whoever's that quarterback. I, I think it's it's great. I mean, Zach Ertz, you know, you can say what you want about him, but let's take a look at, you know, where Zach Ertz already stands in the history of the Arizona Cardinals, their futile position, tight end. My God, look at how sad this is. The Arizona Cardinals all-time tight end receivings leader since moving to Arizona, Freddie Jones, at 1,301 yards and 48 games played. Rob Hausler, what a throwback. 1,133 yards in 55 games played. Probably would have a lot more yards receiving if Kevin Cobb could throw a seam route. Jermaine Gresham, 1,000 yards, 1,030 yards, 58 games played. And then Zach Ertz already knocking on the door for the top of the list. Fourth, 980 yards in just 21 games played. <laughs> He's right there with these other guys. That is, uh, that's eye-popping right there. One of the yeah. saddest lists you'll find in all of sports is – the Cardinals all-time receiving list as far as tight ends go. The graphic is elite. That's the saddest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Rob House Rob Hausler was awful. And he's number two. <laughs> what? I, I I would never have guessed he's number two. That's horrifying. Thank you for saving that because now it's gonna haunt me in my dreams. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I'm excited for Zach. I'm not ex excited for Trey McBride. I'm not gonna overreact too much to this, but Trey McBride is not a made man with Jonathan Gannon. Zach Ertz, they're boys, they're bros. Um, they embraced after his press conference. They were together briefly in Philadelphia. Jonathan Gannon has immense respect for Zach Ertz. And Zach Ertz busted his ass to come back from a torn ACL. Like, we saw him. He looked really good. And it's just like, when is that? What's going on with Zach Ertz? When is Zach Ertz coming back? Because I, 
listen, I've been going on other shows, shameless plug, and I'm like, it's the Trey McBride show. Zach Ertz, you know, he probably won't be a factor, at least for the first month. Uh, I was wrong. Looks like Zach Ertz is going to be tight end one for this team come week one. Now, hopefully that lights a fire under Trey McBride. Again, I don't want to overreact too much. Trey McBride's going into his second year. He's got a lot of good football, hopefully, left to play for this franchise. But, man, if you're not thinking to yourself, like, priority one underneath as a receiving tight end is, is going to be 86. I, I don't know how you think otherwise, especially for an offense with Colt McCoy presumably starting week one, that the relationship those two have, how much Colt McCoy fed Zach Ertz in years prior. I, this, I, I hope this lights a fire for Trey McBride at, at damn well better because Zach Ertz, I think, is a borderline Hall of Famer and he's got all the respect in the world from JG. That's that's a problem. That's a problem. Like, does Trey McBride even start week one at this at this rate? What's going on here? Well, and that I think that's something you don't want to get kind of like go too far into the minutiae. I get I think as far as Trey McBride, he's gonna see significant snaps. This is a this is an offense that often features two tight ends. It's gonna happen and, and they're going to complement each other. And like, I'm not too, too concerned about that. Like I was excited about the opportunity for Trey McBride, but now I'm relieved that the old steady, you know, horse at the tight end position Zach Ertz is coming back because, you know, as much as I wanted to see a breakout from the kid out of Colorado state and Trey McBride, you know, he hadn't shown, he hasn't been hundred percent healthy. Obviously Gannon's preached that guys are on their own plan and Johnny hates, you know, McCoy's plan, Right, uh, Hollywood Brown's on his own plan, right? And McBride's on his. And you know, I saw in the chat, you know, asking was he, you know, playing in eleven on elevens? And yeah, he's. We've seen him ramp up to make it through position drills and even get out there in a scrimmage in sevens and in elevens. Uh, but really, haven't seen him get physical, hit anybody, uh, and, and play at full speed. It'd be interesting to see if he ramps up to that maybe in, in preseason week two. That remains to be seen. But now I think the pressure's on. I mean, there, yeah. there is some, like, the, the opportunity is slipping through his fingers, uh, and, and it might have already. I mean, just because of the trust that you get from a player the caliber of Zach Kurtz returning the lineup. You guys are crushing it in the chat already so far. So much engagement. We appreciate all of you. We appreciate you making our uh, post-game show on Friday night. Such a banner time. When you get to this super chat, B-Money, $4.99. Thank you so much, B-Money. Money boys, any chance we give playoff Lenny a call or have him come work out for us? We need another <laughs> running back. Funny you should ask. We're going to talk about running backs later on in the show. I would I would sign playoff Lenny in a second. I already told Bo that this summer. He scoffed at me. He said that was a dumb <laughs> idea. But I would sign Leonard Fournette, uh, B-Money, uh, and I'll take that super chat, and we'll go and we'll transfer it to to be uh, to playoff Lenny's account and we'll see if we come there okay. we go. Uh, <laughs> Red a, unfortunately it's a little drop in the bucket and that's not an indictment on and we we appreciate any money going to the old uh chat but playoff Lenny has made uh buku bucks in his career already and he's gonna get you know at least the vets minimum I'm looking at Dalvin Cook's signing he'll probably come just under that but we're starting to see some some running backs that have been on you know off on the streets uh, this uh, this offseason start to sign. Dalvin Cook gets signed today. Ezekiel Elliott gets signed today. Now it's uh, what's where, what's the next domino to fall? Is it playoff Lenny? Is it Leonard Fournette? Is it Kareem Hunt? We'll see. Uh, let's continue with these super chats. We've got uh, Redbirds 224 jumping in. So Jalen at the slot, Simmons at free safety, breaking down the defense. Yeah, I mean, what what we saw from, from Simmons was, yeah, he was playing some deep safety for the team on, on Friday night. And we've seen that in training camp where it seemed like the, the defense between Nick Rollis and Jonathan Gannon, they feel more comfortable with JT in the slot. I mean, I think as far as his athleticism, his coverage ability, it's probably uh, a step ahead of where you want Simmons there. We've seen a lot of Simmons in the slot, and I think people know enough about it to realize that that's not a strength of his. So why not you know, continue to follow the, the definition of insanity and try the same thing over and over again and expect different results. So they're going with Thompson over Simmons right now. And that's the better player. Uh, play, yeah. In my opinion, Jalen Thompson's the better player. Here's what I will say though, is I think Saturday kind of coincidentally could be a, a retribution game of sorts for Isaiah Simmons against the team that made him look, you know, not like an NFL player in week one of last year's game going up against Travis Kelsey. A lot of people had texted me, about Simmons after Friday night, who, who didn't get a chance to watch the game live. And they said, how did Isaiah Simmons look? It's tough to gauge the secondary as a whole, that first unit, 
because of how bad Russell Wilson looked and the offense looked. Now, maybe that was a byproduct of the secondary and them covering up, you know, mm-hmm. some, some holes in, in the receiving core, and they they look great. That front seven was fantastic, but they weren't tested by Russell Wilson because I think this podcast is in agreement. Russell Wilson is, is washed. They weren't stretching the ball downfield until the second quarter with the twos and threes on the Cardinal defense. So I would love to see Buddha play, Jalen Thompson play, Isaiah Simmons play, really get a sense of that this weekend against KC at home um, against an undermanned yet still very potent Kansas City offense. Topic 64, $1.99 Super th- Chat. Thank you so much, Topic 64. Was Fenton on this team once before Bobrock? So they signed Fenton. But was he on this team once before? Do you remember? Because that name does sound familiar. Uh, I mean, he was drafted by the Chiefs, and he primarily spent time with the Chiefs his entire career. I don't, I don't believe so. I mean, he's, he was signed this offseason. If he did, it was maybe – I think uh, you might be thinking about Andre Sachery, who was the safety that was in coverage on the fourth down, mm-hmm. heavy pressure touchdown to Jerry Judy. Uh where he kind of fell down, um, but I don't think Fenton ever was an is, was an Arizona Cardinal uh, before. But he goes on IR, uh, and then they release Stevie Scott, uh, great Scott. He's he's no longer a member of the Arizona Cardinals. Terrible. He, uh, it was it was short lived. Was he was he was in the building for like three days and didn't even see the playing field, not nice even TV. the practice field. He was he was he was cut. Maybe he saw a walkthrough, but. Uh, Scott's tots, tough day for them. Um, turned out to be a fraud all along. Who would have thought? We'll, we'll see what they decide to do as far as the running back position. You know, JG said they were relatively unscathed, and then we get the IR, uh, you know, just uh, the breakdown, and, and Fenton's on it, but he didn't really have an update as far as Corey Clement. It seemed like Clement, the way he was speaking about it, like he, he was maybe good to go come this week. We'll see. That's something to kind of monitor running back situation and yeah I it is like, i don't like it we're going to talk about it later i don't like it i don't like that these backs are basically being signed being gobbled up for very little mm. money cardinals have some funds I'm, I'm all about the frugal assessment but i saw a team friday night bo brock that looked a little ahead of schedule kyler murray's ahead of schedule <laughs> i think let's get it back let's not f around in november and start in scott's tots or somebody else when there are starters available um, speaking of Kyler Murray, so Zach Ertz comes off the PUP, assuming this week, Bo Brock, mm-hmm. the logical question is, well, what about his quarterback? What's the timeline look like for Kyler Murray? Because as everybody knows, all ACLs are the same, right? You can just check a box with recovery or maybe not so much. No, not so much. I mean, that was kind of the natural order of things as far as questioning for Gannon. I asked about Ertz. He said Ertz was excited to be back. We actually have John Jonathan Gannon talking about Zach Ertz here. Yeah, I think coming off pup this week, and uh, we'll get him out there going. He's excited. He's excited. He, uh, you know, he had to go check in with a surgeon and uh, did awesome on all the testing that goes on with that. He had to go out of state for that. And um, he came back, he immediately texted me when he was going back to the airport, and he's fired up. He wants to play football. Then Cam Cox was like, okay, well, what about the other guy on PUP, uh, Kyler Murray? I mean, the only guy remaining on PUP, you've got Garrett Williams on the uh, non-football injury list coming back from a college injury, an ACL tear. Uh, Look, Zach Ertz in his 30s plays the tight end position. Uh, He had the ACL tear plus the other ligament that was repaired, right? Kyler Murray was an ACL and a meniscus repair. Yeah. They're not all equally equal. They're not equal as far as this, the, the same type of athlete. One would assume that Kyler Murray with age on his size and him being a freak athlete, even more so than Zach Ertz, uh, that he could get back. But Ertz is looking at, I mean, it's basically nine months to the day from his injury, right? And then, so Kyler Murray, where does where, where would nine months put him at, right? Like, wouldn't it be October? He had, So he had surgery January 3rd. Um, I mean, September is the ninth month, but don't you have to get through the month of September to get to nine? Yeah, I don't, I don't like that math. I do like this though. Dylan Richards <laughs> in the chat. Kyler is younger though, and that's kind of my point that I want to make. Is you, can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't say I'm overhyping Ertz's return because he's old. And he's 34. Let's see how he does. But then also, well, we got to go to the day, to the minute, to the hour, whatever it is with K1 as it relates to Ertz. It's like he is 34. Right. And like he looked good coming back from injury. Kyler Murray, by all accounts, looks good coming back from injury. And I would make the argument like 
physically demanding quarterback position comparable to tight end. Maybe if you're Kyler Murray, but typically not. I mean, quarterbacks, you would assume, do less cutting and movement than tight ends do. But Kyler Murray is a special kind of circumstance in and of itself and, and probably will have to pass a similar type of, I don't know, uh, assessment or survey or whatever it is comparable to Zach Ertz. But I'm not I'm not ready to sit here and say, well, because Zach Ertz tore it here, then he's coming back here, and then Kyler's here, and he's coming back here. I remain of the mindset, like, I... I think the Cardinals would like to take them off PUP before the start of the season. And I, I, that gives, it just gives them more options. And I think that they want options. I'm surprised Zach Ertz is, is back before the start of the regular season, just given his age. If you would have asked me before the offseason, I would have said Kyler Murray and Zach Ertz are probably on very similar timelines, given the factor of age, right? Not when they tore it, not when they had surgery, but age. And so I, I disagree with JG when he said, like, it's not all apples and oranges. I get what he was saying, but the injuries were close enough mm-hmm. where, like, somebody of Kyler's caliber in the peak of his prime in his mid-20s, mm-hmm. I think he can get back around the same time. That's my novice right. opinion. I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on this podcast, but I am still very hopeful that that he can come back around the same timeline. I mean, if it is so... Ertz's injury happens in November. Kyler's happens in December. So he's, you know, a month apart, basically. So, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, I think it's safe to, safe to say that Kyler Murray should be making some noise around this time next month to come back. And that's right around, that's, it's probably too far ahead to say, hey, week one is, is realistic. But to, to really push the envelope as far as, this team have to make the decision as far as do we pop up, do we keep him on pop? Do we, you know, do we IR him with a designation to return, or do we just keep him off all lists and we get him back on the practice field, obviously yeah. when he's ready and he could return potentially before that four week, the you know that fourth week. So that that's it's really gonna we're gonna learn a lot, I think, about this franchise quarterback in the next month, which is exciting. So a month from today is the fourth, which would give them. Let's no, a say a month from today would be the fourteenth. The fourteenth. I'm sorry. Right. So a month from today, he would he would essentially if he came back to practice a month from today, or maybe in, even the practice the week before. Then, well, hang on. I'm going through four weeks. You're doing like day by day. So a week from today is the twenty first, then the twenty eighth, then the fourth, then the then the eleventh. So okay. I, I still think. A full four weeks from now, if you opened him up a full four weeks from now, I think it's possible for him to only miss two games. You miss the Giants game in the week in week two, obviously you miss the commanders game. I think then week three comes into play, potentially pushing it back to week four to be safe. Because again, my mindset, especially after watching Colt Friday night is three games is, is the max I'm comfortable with with Colt McCoy. And I, I, you can't even tell me with full assurance that I'm not going to see Clayton Tune in those games or maybe David Blau at this rate in one of those games. I think you stretch it out past, you stretch it out past what four weeks, three to four weeks, you're in big trouble. You're at, what do you you're mean at this rate? Trouble. What? What do you mean at this rate? What does that mean? I did, you went four for four, 17 yards, 17 moved the chains as the quarterback yards? of this offense. What do you mean at this rate? He he wasn't a dumpster fire on Friday night. Oh, man. Yeah, this, limited snaps. This, it was not a. It was a very safe, average performance. I thought, but a, a, he looked like a quarterback. Four four for four for seventeen yards tells me everything I need to know. It's literally <laughs> like that's I, It's like I've hired Granny and Grandpa to babysit the kids, and it's just like just hold down the fort till I wow. get back. I gotta so run disrespectful. So I gotta run some there's one thing there's it's one thing to be in the corner of Clayton Tune, but what, the, the other just be completely disrespectful to Clay, <laughs> to Colt McCoy, just just spitting in his face. Listen, we all have that family member where you're like, oh man, it's the last person I want to call, but I, they're gonna come watch the kids, right? I just need you. That's to That's Colt McCoy. It's like you ever see that movie Uncle Buck with John Candy? It's like, god damn it, we gotta call John Candy to come over and watch the kids. And then they, he comes, right? Well, well, what did Uncle Buck end up doing? Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. For, no, no, no. He ended up saving I mean, the day. He ended up saving those kids' ass. He wasted. He made them amazing pancakes. He, he wasted too much batter on those pancakes. He terrified Macaulay Culkin. And that's, that's what Cole McCoy is doing. He's terrifying us with his 3.4 yards per completion or whatever the hell it was. 
all this to say, thank you, Free Matter, for the blind. I agree with my assessment as well. Colt McCoy can hold down the fort with Colt for three weeks max. After that, you're asking for trouble with Captain Sawdust, uh, as uh, Saul Bookman <laughs> mentioned on Friday night. You're just you're asking for trouble, which to put a ball on this means you would have to activate him from the PUP, Bo Brock, before the start of the regular season. Something I do believe they will do. I believe that they will activate him before the start of the regular season. That's exciting. You don't believe? Uh, what if you if I had to put you on the spot now for the sake of our show and the 180 people we got watching I, here? Look, what would I you, think what would you say? I thought that me saying a month from now. And you went the weeks on it, but I, I went just a, August 14th to September 14th, which is just after the opener. If you just go the Monday, which would be after the but Cardinals opener. Are you saying he gets activated then? Because then he, then he has to wait. I think that he has a good chance of returning to the to practice and, and preparing to return at so this point. So that would be he gets activated before the start of the regular season? Yes. He, you would have to. Right. What I'm saying is... If you think he's going to make enough progress, you're projecting. Like Ertz, they could have waited and activated him to practice two weeks from now. Wouldn't have mattered. Right. With right. Kyler, you have a very set timeline. Whereas if you feel like he can come back within that first four weeks of the regular season, you damn sure better activate him before the start of the regular season. Otherwise, he can't practice, which I think would be an egregious, egregious error on their part. You might as well carry him even if he doesn't participate, because we've talked about it, this roster is not strong enough not to burn uh, an opening on Kyler Murray, your franchise quarterback, even if he does very little in practice. I think it would be a huge mistake. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, any word on Garrett Williams from Alex in the chat? Uh, I think Garrett Williams is close as well. I mean, he he's a guy that tore his ACL even before uh, Zach Ertz did in his collegiate season for Syracuse against Notre Dame in October. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've maintained that Garrett Williams is close and I'm sure they're just, they're erring on the side of caution with a, a guy that they select, you know, used a third round pick for that they're excited about. And I think that they're just being very, very cautious and, and going to get him, uh, in when they feel like he, he's ready to, to get back on the practice field and, and then really kind of compete. Cause I think that with all youngsters and, and first year players, rookies that, that they want him to kind of get in there immediately. And uh, I think that that's, that's a guy that's super close to coming back. Uh, Jason Krell, dollar 99 super chat. Thank you so much, Jason. Just got in. Love this regime. Mm -hmm. Love this culture change as do I Jason, as does my wallet. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, I cashed in my sweet, sweet, Hundred dollar free bet for my friends at BetMGM. This I, was the guy. This was the guy that was sweating out that game. I mean, there was, everybody else was just kind of loving it, just just feeling the flow, watching David Blau with ninety seconds left. They're just enjoying it, right? But Johnny had he had he had money. He had skin in the game. He was sweating it out. I love it. I do it for my bird gang. I do it for all of you. <laughs> they tried to offer me because they're wonderful at BetMGM. Multiple cash outs. They tried to tempt me because they knew the magic land David Blau would come through. I didn't take the cash out. I said, I'm either walking out with 245 or plus 145, or I'm walking out with nothing. Guess what? I took home because of my friends, your friends as well at BetMGM. We're going to be at BetMGM this Saturday post game show. Casey, Arizona Cardinals, live from the sports book at the Great Lawn. And actually, I, I got an update on that. I, I believe we're doing full coverage on Saturday. I was talking to our guy Jacob today. I believe we're doing a pregame show and we're doing the postgame show as well. So yeah, all going down to the Benham Gym Sportsbook app. It's everywhere I want. It's everything I want. It's everything I want to see on game days. You guys as well. Every single football Sunday. Not sure if you guys realize this. We're going to be at BetMGM at the Great Lawn. So if you're thinking to yourself, I don't know if I want to buy season tickets yet. You just come hang with us, right? A diehard membership will go a long way, but we're ready to party with you. Somebody asked in the chat, they like my shirt. My shirt comes from the PHNX Merchandise Locker. It's free right now if you go become a diehard. In the meantime, sign up with BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX. It's like Christmas morning every single day on this app. They're just giving away bonus bets. Right now, there's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our folks in Arizona, place your first bet offer 
and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. So you're protected there. In the meantime, check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to our guy, Shane Diefenbach, talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Anybody got a, a spread for this upcoming game? I'm, I'm looking for one between the Cards and, and KC. Is Johnny going to let it ride in week two of the preseason? No, no, I already cashed out. Cashed out. He he took his money and he's going to run. He's going to go take some of that sweet, sweet winnings and he's going to spend it on his favorite brewery in Arizona. Of course, Four Peaks, as should you. We love it. It's, of course, PHNX official beer sponsor, Four Peaks. You got to follow them on social. They've got so many great things going on, contests, also things, events, uh, just different things that they're involved in as far as uh, taking care of the teachers in our area, making sure they're good to go back to school this school year. Uh, but Four Peaks, follow them at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub on Instagram. They got great things going on there, plus just delicious shots of their incredible beer that they have brewed uh, in their limited time specials that they have going on. Got that pumpkin porter. It's going to be flowing uh, here soon. I know they already have it tapped at their 8th Street location. Check it out for yourself, along with all their other great beer and their great menu on full display there with appetizers, entrees, and desserts over at Four Peaks. It goes crazy enjoy yourself some four peaks we always do you got to be 21 years or older enjoy the beer and also we ask that you enjoy it responsibly pumpkin porter season uh almost officially here i cannot wait with four peaks um you asked about the line this weekend against the chiefs the cardinals are a seven and a half point underdog against the chiefs you can get them outright to win the game at plus 240 this this guy might dabble culture over everything <laughs> at state farm stadium undefeated is jg um people want to talk about it so let's talk about the running back situation bo brock as it relates to this team it's a little dicey right i said it friday night we talked about it audio only podcast was dropped this morning check it out the depth behind james connor is a concern and if i could sign up for james connor 17 weeks i would but everybody here in the chat 190 plus you know that that's not realistic at the end of the day so it's like I don't want to saddle Kyler Murray or whomever else is starting for this team with a subpar running back. Blitz pickups right, running run the wrong route. I thought there were opportunities, but we talked about this, for, for backs to hit the hole harder. They missed their mm. lanes Friday night. So it's, you know, Zeke's gone. He's off to New England. Dalvin Cook's with the Jets now. Kareem Hunt remains unsigned. Like What, what is their mindset here? Are they so convinced that, that Connor's going to be able to take the bulk of the workload because certainly they're not convinced Keontae Ingram can do it because that's why they signed Marlon Mack, who's now out for the year. Right. And, and now a lot of pressure falls on the shoulders of, of Keontae Ingram to get back out there. And I think, uh, you know, between now and in the regular season, he has a lot to prove yeah. and, and maybe kind of rein back the organization from having to go out there and sign somebody just out of necessity. But, you know, JG talked, Today, you know, I asked him, have you decided on your approach to, to preseason week two as far as who's going to play, who's not going to play? And he, he hasn't yet. They've, they've been discussing it. I'm sure they have a really good idea, like as far as how much Colt's going to play, how much the starters are going to play. But he also mentioned along with that, like somebody asked him, are there some vets that might not even play in this preseason? He said, yeah. And when he said that, I'm like, I would bet we don't see James Conner this entire preseason. I don't think yeah. he has anything to prove, and they've got to keep that guy pristine and in, in the best shape possible going into this, just looking at the running back room, just because they have to, right? It just seems like it. Like, Buda Baker already told us on Friday night he expects to play out there. Maybe DJ Humphreys is the other guy that we don't see out on the playing field in the preseason, but I can't think of who else would fit that profile. But, you know, it's... With, with with Dallas missing out on Zeke, him ending up in New England, and them just having Tony Pollard and we little don't mighty Deuce, Deuce Vaughn. Don't Deuce Vaughn. You should be here. <laughs> I mean, they need a change of pace, and, and more so than, than Mighty Mouse, Deuce Vaughn. I think that, you know, would they be somebody that would kick the tires on playoff Lenny and Leno Fournette? And would Leno Fournette, I mean, unless the Cardinals want to get competitive with the price tag, which I don't think they do, it's just I, I just see the running backs that remain 
especially the higher profile guys, like they're they're probably more likely to go sign with a team that's still got you know playoff aspirations and has been at least predicted and projected to be in playoff contention before they they start going and, and taking offers from and, and calls from Monty Ossifort. I yeah, mean, I think they're still in like the Dontrell Hilliards who has, you know, spent time with Cleveland. Petsing was there and spent time in ten- Tennessee while Monty was in the front office. I think that that's unfortunately still the the pool of running backs that they're that they're looking at. I just don't think it's smart. I don't think it's wise. I mean, again, James Conner goes down at any point and you're stuck with a bunch of guys who have not played significant snaps at this position. We know they were sniffing around backs with their top 30 visits in the draft. Yeah. Like love this draft class, but it's like, should they just st- stuck and pick somebody to be able to have some supplemental depth? And to me, it's, I thought that this would play into their hand of waiting because the backs were available. They were asking for too much money, but now they're being snatched up. And like, I I'm over the, the mindset. Well, the Cardinals are tanking. They shouldn't sign a back or backs don't want to come play here. Cause the Cardinals are bad. These backs, whether it's Dalvin or Zeke or whomever, they're going where they're getting paid the most. And I, I do mm-hmm. think, similar to invest in the offensive line, which is what Austin Ford has shown to do. I mean, like this offense, especially when you watch them in the preseason bowl, is so predicated on the run and being able to run the football effectively. What happened in the third quarter and for much of the second quarter when this team couldn't run the ball effectively? They tried play action. Clayton too got teed off on, right? The, the, that's when the Broncos defense was really humming. They had multiple sacks in the third quarter alone when the threat of the run wasn't there. And for mm-hmm. me, it's like, you can dick around with some of these parts of the roster. You can throw undrafted free agents in the secondary. You can try some cool stuff at linebacker. The defensive line is JG's baby, whatever. But like, you can't saddle Kyler Murray with a practice squad level running backs. Let's just not do that. I still think there's an ace to be played here with Kareem Hunt. And I got information Friday night. They don't want ego in the locker room. And you mm-hmm. even heard Gannon say the word ego post game. There aren't any egos here. I know that they're staunchly committed to that. But for the betterment of the team, you got to get a guy who's who started games in the NFL. Whether yeah. it's on somebody mentioned Josh Jackson. Didn't I see Josh Jackson like retired recently? Maybe Justin Jackson, yeah. Yeah, Justin Jaff- Jackson. I'm sorry. So it's just like Dontrell Hilliard just doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry. Like, if you need a, if it's just like with Colt McCoy, you need somebody that can spell James Conner. Everybody who's yelling at me about Clayton Toon can't start. It's got to be Colt because of experience. Okay, I'll use that same analogy with the running back position. I can't start a back on the practice squad. The level of Clayton Toon in a lot there, of there's so many examples though of running backs that have made their rise from practice squad. Okay, give to, me one that looks ready being, right now on this team. Huh? Give me one that looks ready right now. No, and that's team. a fair question, but I, th- you know, running back, you know, is is the state of the, of the position continues to deal with disrespect, and obviously, when it comes to getting paid fairly, it's 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 tough sledding, and and also when you look at uh, what's going to be the mass exodus of when the rosters get cut from ninety to fifty three in just a matter of days instead of just a couple checkpoints that we're used to seeing in the preseason. Like I, I guarantee you that there's going to be some interesting running backs that make their way to, you know, the the free agent wire, and, and maybe they're just just waiting to see that like who becomes available. They weren't working out. They weren't sniffing around anybody uh, uh, notable during when, when Marlon Mack went down. Like they brought in Steve Scott, Stevie Scott, who lasted three days on this team, didn't even sniff the practice field, Poor and guy. Max Borgie. Uh, a guy that played his collegiate ball at at Washington State. Um, I think that's just where they're willing to go right now. And then we'll see what happens when if somebody gets cut between now and the start of the regular season. Because I think it's it it's one of the positions where they can just they can monitor it, and it's one of the easy, easier positions to where you can plug them in and they can learn the system. It's not like hey, they need another route tree and they need to know blo- blocking schemes like. Running backs, it's a little bit easier to get a guy up to speed. So uh, there's a list of the best available backs now that Cook and Zeke have signed. It is mm-hmm. headlined by the two names that we've been talking about, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt. And then there's a drop-off. J.D. McKissick doing anything for you guys. Rex Burkhead, who's about 100. Daryl <laughs> Henderson wouldn't be a bad name. He played with the L.A. Rams for a long time. Yeah, I saw his name in the chat. Trenton Cannon. 
Malcolm Brown, who also played for the LA Rams, Downtrail Hillard's on this list, and Ty Johnson. So, I mean, again, you get to a point where a lot of these names are probably equivalent to what you have, and I'm sure that that's what they're they're kind of weighing right now. I would love to see Keontae Ingram start Saturday night and get about 10 touches mm -hmm. to, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Just let the chips fall where they may. All right, Keontae, you've been with us the, the entirety of the offseason. Do you know the playbook? You know where you're supposed to go. Can you run this modest route tree? And again, he he right now is the benefactor. I Corey Clement is is not capable compared, in my opinion, to Keontae Ingram. Neither are the the two younger kids that played in the second half. Keontae Ingram, I think, universally has to be thought of as the backup for James Conner until if and when they do something. Because at least with Keontae Ingram, he was he's young enough and he's been in the NFL and he was with this team throughout the entirety of the spring, like. He's capable. And so if I'm almost at the point now, if they're not going to go out and get a Kareem hunt, then just give Keontae Ingram touches and, and yeah. let the chips fall where they may. But he, like Trey McBride, though, you got to get out there. You got to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the biggest key, right? I mean, that's what I started with, and I'll maintain that. It's like this is this is your chance. Like if, if right. you're going to go from six rounder, a guy who was one of the biggest college prospects at coming out of Texas goes to Texas and then ends up transferring the USC for one season and, and gets drafted, right? And and you want to prove like you were the guy that you once were yeah. in, in this Uber prospect. This is this is it. This is going to be the opportunity that's going to present itself to you. And, and it, you can't be on the shelf. You got to get out there. I like it's your boy continuing to show up in the in the chat saying the, the return for DJ uh David Johnson. I've seen on on his social media that he's trying to tell teams out there that. He's ready for his next opportunity. It's just that. we. <laughs> I would love it. It would be it would be sad to watch because he's not an NFL back anymore. Right. I love David Johnson. People were shitting on me. I, I posted one of his workouts not too long ago. I'm like, ooh, this is looking pretty good. Like, Shut up, Johnny. Shut your mouth. Don't talk about it's, David Johnson. That's what's ever. crazy about the position is is a guy can look like an all star in the gym, right? I'm like, this guy is incredible. Look at him. He's in. in the best shape is of his life. He looks fast, and then he gets out on the playing field, and he looks like he's running in mud. It's, it's like, it's, I mean, David. things never, like, that. that's what's so curious about the position, and that's why the shelf life is, is so crazy low. It's like two and a half, three and a half years max for a running back, and we saw that on full display with, with David Johnson. After that, where he was like this fantasy darling, 2016, 20 touchdowns, you know, 2,000, yards from scrimmage he was unreal they give him the money he gets hurt in 2017 in game one and it's just basically like a shell of himself and it was like a hand injury it wasn't even yeah, a leg right. injury yeah uh topic 64 a couple of super chats appreciate you our guy uh 499 is it me or does control clark have a high motor that guy is nice a hundred yeah. uh he he is nice and again we talked about it in our audio only pod check it out but we'll reiterate some of these comments here kime so infamous lighting picks on fire on day three. And so now the Cardinals, they take advantage of their picks, all their picks. Maybe they don't treat them equally, but they don't disregard a six round pick. This kid comes out of Louisville. Jonathan Gannon's alma mater at a position JG loves. It's easy to see why Bo, he called him his baby. And oh, baby, on Friday night, he, lo he looked like at the very least. And that you can't say it, you could want anything more for a six rounder. It's like this kid. Looks like he's going to play and play a lot and could potentially play throughout the course of his rookie contract. Yeah, I think as the competition continues to stay hot, it's it's Marco Wilson and then who else, right? And you look at the corner opposite him, and of course you're going to need somebody to play uh, when they go to you know five, six to potential defensive backs. Um, you know who who's going to be in there? Um, I think that Keytrail Clark has certainly put himself in that conversation and isn't going anywhere. And it's like. Okay, you've got Christian Matthew, a holdover from the previous regime, late round draft pick, day three guy out of Valdosta State. And you're like, okay, well, he's young. Let's see him. But he's not that young. He's 26 years old. And then you've got Antonio Hamilton that's been a journeyman all the way in, in, in popped and, and flashed last preseason in training camp, was one of the top performers. He has the freak incident in his kitchen that takes him off the playing field. And now he's a year older, he's 30. And he's back to competing for a spot again. And it's just, uh, I think that the three guys, Matthew, Keytrail Clark, and Antonio Hamilton, are going to play the role of, of one guy, right? The, op the, the corner opposite Marco Wilson. And then if anybody gets hot, they'll ride the hot hand. 
uh, until Garrett Williams gets back, and you hope that he just kind of takes the reins and, and and runs with it. Uh, topic sixty four dollar ninety nine super chat JV, my guy Dennis Gardeck got a sack. I have started <laughs> my three part apology to Dennis Gardeck, um, but I'll continue it. If Jonathan Gannon can get production out of Dennis Gardeck, then that's enough for me. Who am I to tell Jonathan Gannon what to play, how to play it? I mentioned it on Friday night, Bo. He is off the Vance Joseph scholarship program. And look, you play and, you, and you're productive. Guess what? You get to play some more. My problem with, with Dennis Gardeck and all of those flunkies that used to play under Vance Joseph scholarship <laughs> program is let's go out there and, yeah, we may know where we're supposed to be. Maybe we dominate mm -hmm. the film study group. But it's like the production's not there. Well, hang on a second. I don't give two shits if you know where, you, where you're supposed to be. How many wieners on Twitter can do that? Oh, you missed your <laughs> assignment here, but they can't go execute on Sundays, right? right? I'm not calling you know professional football players wieners, but I'm, I'm saying there is a, hip, a hypocritical mindset that used to fall this franchise and their defensive coordinator where it's like, I don't care if you crush it in film study. You have to go out there and make plays. And what's the stat that you always use, Bo Brock, as it relates to Dennis Gardeck? One sack in how many years? One sack in 28 games. And, and that's the big knock, Jose. It's not, you know, a, la a lack of work ethic or heart. Nobody's ever questioned that. You go from working McDonald's to playing the NFL to having seven and a half sacks and, and what he does on, on teams, like nobody questions his work ethic. But sometimes it, it comes down to, to talent and production. And you just, he wasn't blessed with that. And, you know, if he can get back, to producing and he was playing at a high speed. We had his, his ears pinned back and his hair flying everywhere and his sack dance was a lead again. Like, yeah, I mean, you can easily talk me back into Gardeck, but one sack in 28 games, that just wasn't enough. Was that a product of Vance Joseph? Was that a product of him coming off of an ACL tear and, and, you know, having to get back to full strength, you know, probably, but at the same time, I see guys who are younger, quicker, stronger, ahead of them that I wanted to see develop and have the opportunity to do so and not have somebody in their, in their way. in Dennis Gardeck, uh, Jose in the chat, Johnny, if you put half as much effort into your horrible takes as Gardeck does in the trenches, you'd probably do better. Eat that crow again. I want Dennis Gardeck to play. Well, it comes. How do you take to your crow? What do you, you like it fried? You like it? Smoked? Uh, air fryer sounds pretty air good. Fryer. Right. We'll put it in the air fryer. I want this team to win and be successful. I can't stand veterans on this franchise that get paid good money mm -hmm. and are producing, but they are playing because they have an in with the coach or the coordinator. It's like, if you're going to struggle like the end of last year, when this team was awful, they were unwatchable seven straight games. You got these journeyman linebackers over Cameron Thomas and Majay Sanders. Then yeah. the, the young players would barely get out there. They they'd make a play or two. And then they get ripped back to the sideline, right? Right. Everybody, you know, critiques my critique on Isaiah Simmons. I'll never dispute the fact he was pulled way too early, as was Zayvon Collins. I want this franchise to be known for embracing young players and letting them grow and make mistakes on and off the field. Dennis Gardeck, just to me, fair or not, represents so much of what I disliked about the prior regime and how they handled talent. Yeah. But again, if he goes out there, and he's like, I can get eight to 10 sacks this year. Hell yeah. Go do that. Go get your money. Play as many snaps as you can. But you have to produce. And that's 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 the problem with so many of these Cardinals of years prior is they would just be on these programs. Or it's just like, we're just going to show up and we're going to have these faux contracts and we're not going to produce winning football. Just, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I like Oscar, though. You know, Dennis Gardeck, preseason sack. Let's relax. And also, watching the tape, this Denver offensive line, stunk it was so bad and, and look we're not taking great for dennis gardeck you can only you can't control who you're going up against and, and he beat his man and he, he got to the quarterback and it was nearly a strip sack and it's fantastic but let's also like that's what i'm really intrigued as far as this week goes like kansas city their offensive line is going to be for real it's built you know obviously to to contend and make a deep run in the postseason how is this kind of relatively unknown front seven in the Arizona Cardinals that had all this success, you know, eight or nine quarterback hits on, on Friday night, plus two sacks. Like that's, can, can they continue that against the proven commodity in the Kansas city chiefs as far as their offensive line? It's a good test early in the preseason. Uh, who else we got uh, free matter for blind. Seems like Gannon unlocks the dog in some guys. Absolutely. You got to love that. That's what you uh, want from your coach. Oscar. And I agree with this. Dennis got a sack in the preseason. Relax. 
Victor Dumakeji yeah. had like a hundred sacks last preseason, <laughs> and he didn't. I think he had maybe one during the regular season. I was ready to anoint Victor Dumakeji as this gem, and he's on the team. He's a nice, complimentary special teamer. It's a big difference, right? I think to Bo's point, yeah. just that offensive line. I mean, Russell Wilson was the most pressured quarterback this weekend in dropbacks at sixty-four percent. Not good. I'll tell you what is right. good though. Uh, how about the meals from our guys and gals at Factor Meals? Again, the only thing that's going down is my waistline as the meal count goes up with my friends at Factor. I've told you guys about this before. We've done a bunch of meal services at the Venerable Household. A lot of them good, never great. Factor Meals, I'm going to tell you right now, is great, especially if you've got kids, you're on a busy schedule, you don't have an hour, 90 minutes to prepare something as good as it may be, right? Factor meals come frozen, ready for you to pop into the microwave. Or if you're a little fancy, you're like me and not my co-host, I can wait seven minutes while it's in the oven. It comes out hot and ready like I just prepared it for two hours. It's fantastic. They've got supplemental meals too. They've got breakfast. They've got lunch, snacks. The shakes are phenomenal. I love, love, love the vanilla shake. Again, it's the perfect place to get you full without the robust weight gain that comes with wanting to eat a big, heavy meal. Factor Meals is going to hook you up right now with us here at PHNX Cardinals. Go to factormeals.com. Put the promo code in PHNX Cardinals 50, all one word. Use that code PHNX Cards 50. You're going to get an immediate 50% off your entire first order. Again, PHNX Cards 50. I promise you guys are going to love it as I do, as Bo does. Factormeals.com. Get it now and then tell us in the chat or the comments which meal you like the most. Yeah, I'm absolutely. If I'm headed home, I'm just going into the freezer or in the refrigerator. It's it's fresh, not frozen stuff. And I'm taking it and making one of those factor meals in the microwave. I mean, it tastes just as good. You're not compromising any taste, fancy no. boy, by using your oven. You're just delaying yourself a delicious meal. You really are. It, it makes no sense to me. You think that, do you do you eat it with like your pinky out, like you're a special fancy guy, fancy lad eating your, your factor very out fancy. of the oven? If I'm on the road though, and I'm in, in by any illegal Pete's location, I'm stopping there too. I can't, I can't help myself because they have elite bowls, burritos, uh, so many different things. Uh, especially like as far as you like beers, noon, high noons, they've got five counts for twenty-two bucks, or you've got yourself uh, on Mondays, the Margarita Mondays, where you can get. Uh, some some margs for a great price. Don't miss out on any of that. And also don't miss out on the piping hot queso and the custom cocktails along with those brews. Illegal Pizza is your go-to spot this summer. Stop by for happy hour from 3 to, to 8 every day at 12 locations. Illegal Pizza, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years. What's up? Was it, did I struggle through that? Oh. I got, I got an audience in here. Critiquing my read, Johnny. Uh, you Go deserve to. it. Um, as do the 49ers uh, with Trey Lance. Dylan and the Richards boys, how about that Trey Lance performance? Let's talk about that. It's great. We're basking in the glow of the Cardinals' new culture and the draft picks that look to be budding stars. And then you got big old Trey Lance, Bus City, looking like just backup XFL material on Sunday against the Raiders, which I think is the worst team in the NFL. The Raiders' defense, it's chef's kiss. It was like the perfect cherry on top to the opening weekend of preseason football Cardinals kick ass take names win a game on Friday the Niners play on Sunday and it's just like RIP Trey Lance's career in San Fran it's done Sam Darnold is QB2 there like ever enjoy it Niner fans enjoy it in 2023 that roster is about to go down the tube in the next couple of years you don't trade all that draft capital I don't care how good Brock Purdy is as a rookie on a loaded team and expect to be able to sustain this momentum without all those supplemental draft picks for both Trey Lance and, and Christian McCaffrey. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. It, I mean, it's going to be tough for, for Brock Purdy, mystery relevant, uh, who became very relevant last year to duplicate the success that he had. Uh, it, it's just the NFL is a humbling league and, but he's going to be set up for success as far as his playmakers, his offensive line, as far as his, the scheme that the that Kyle Shanahan is setting him up in. Uh, but I'll say this. I mean, like, did you see the the guy for in San Francisco's media that was saying that Shanahan was torpedoing Trey Lance a little bit by not calling the same <laughs> offense? You talking about Grant Cohen? That guy's that guy's great. I love him so much. Yeah, I saw that. 
that guy. He's like walking dad, through the Grant Cohen's dad is like was like head of PR for the Niners forever. So right. Grant Cohen just gets to walk around. What the, he's the ultimate nepo baby. He just gets to say or do whatever he wants. He did a podcast once upon a time. Didn't he have like Javon Kinlaw on a podcast? Yeah, he crushed Kinlaw. And Kinlaw's like, <laughs> wait a second. I love that guy. Keep yeah. going with your hot takes, man. That's great. Right. So yeah, Lance loved the stat too, where it was like Lance threw it, it was it should have been an interception right in the hands of a defender and it it just kind of slips out of the hands of the defender right into the hands of a 49ers tight end and Trey Lance's what quarterback rating goes it it was 127 because of the tutty but it should have been like 37 so there are like some Trey Lance truthers out there like oh he's finally figuring it out like if you watch the game he basically almost threw a backbreaking pick in the end zone uh, so great. Um, that was the highlight of the weekend. A low light was after Friday night's game, there was a picture, Bull Brock, that circulated the Twitter streets. And um, it had to do with our franchise quarterback, Kyler mm-hmm. Murray. And I think, you know, jointly speaking, one of our favorite things people assumed was a bra and Kyler Murray potentially wearing a bra. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, a lot of people have taken this photo. If you're audio listeners, it's Kyler Murray in his catapult sports gear. But mm-hmm. Bull Brock, you're an educated man. Please educate all of those people who think Kyler Murray is wearing a sports bra. Yeah. So every single player wears this uh I don't know, apparatus, this this uh the bro. It, it, it looks it like a, it looks like a bro, it looks like a man's ear. It looks like but it has a device in it and it yeah. and it's it's got it collects data while the team is on the practice field. Well, you know, Kyler Murray rehabs, they can look at speed, they can look at as far as steps, they can look at all, all certain, all, so many different things that catapult will track for the team. And guys usually wear it over like a dry fit. Like I've seen BJ Ujolari and Garrett Williams, they'll wear like a Cardinals white dry fit under it. But Kyler Murray was, was pictured here. Like I'd seen Kyler Murray at training camp on, on several occasions, just wearing this, this uh, catapult. But yeah, he wears it all the time. Like Jonathan Gannon, poke fun at him on his birthday said he you know he I told him to stay away from the cake because he he lets his abs show in that shirt so much and that's the shirt he's referring to yeah and then you know nfl memes takes that pick and you know pairs it with tracy morgan from the longest yard and said this is your quarterback cardinals and all that and it goes viral and then people are just picking up on this picture and saying what's kyler murray wearing this bra for and they just don't know and yeah i don't outside of like every every NFL player wears this because under their uniform and practice because it's got this really valuable data that they're that they're getting from their players. Emma, let's see that picture one more time. <laughs> uh we get people in the chat saying Kyler's not doing himself any favors with the way he's standing. He's that's the Cardinals new quarterback coach, is it not? Uh and no. No, is it not who is that? Let's like let's take a look at it. <laughs> Look at this one. I'll put that. I love that picture. I'd like that. I'd like a canvas of that in my home, please. Uh, that's that's fantastic. I, I somebody in the chat saying, I'm assuming for our fantasy football league, instead of Waffle House, some, you've got to rep the catapult data yeah. tracking device. I'd rock that. We're a co-ed league, though. Football. Yeah, that could be problematic for for the for the women in our league. I would not support that. But I'll wear the catapult. Man's ear bra. I have no yeah. problem with that. You, you look good track at it. my data. You want to tra- track yeah, how many traders We're going to make fun of this guy, Johnny Venerable. Look at those. You ever had abs like that, Johnny? No, I was just talking about <laughs> all the snacks. I, I mean, it's hard, though. And I'll give Kyler Tracking data, this guy going to uh, Circle K and getting his polar pops. Hey, That's what the only thing that, that catapult's tracking. <laughs> it's hard when you're 5'6 to get abs. I've never had abs. And I would say to anybody who's hating on Kyler Murray's physique, number one, I don't want my quarterback to be with a with a 28-inch waist. Kyler Murray's trying to play 17 games. Let him do what he needs to do. Also, if Kyler Murray's 5'10 and a half, Kyler Murray, it's it's hard to, to have abs. So kudos to him, Kyler Murray. You look great. I, in all transparency, we've seen Kyler Murray around. He looks like he's ready to play a full NFL season. So eat it, haters. And if you don't like that picture, you don't like bras anyway. So. But I honestly don't care that it, it's it's been meme that people poke fun of it. Like it's, we can laugh at it, right? If you weren't covering the team and you didn't see those on a regular basis, and you saw that picture, would you make fun of it? Uh probably not. Yeah, 
I, I'm just, I can't say if I would or not. I just either I would have either thought like, oh, that that's something for posture. Or that's 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 not just he's not just wearing a sports bra. Could they not make it a full shirt? Do we need it? I don't I know. Guess, it's just are all the guys at the combine going to be wearing that next March? Feels like if you're tracking data, like that's where we're headed. It's just everybody wearing one of those. Yeah, I'm sure they have them built into that the Under Armour stuff that they wear at the combine. I will say I've seen Kyler Murray in that outfit this training camp more than i've seen him wear anything else i think i've yeah. seen him that every day yeah so it's this is not a one-off guys okay kyler murray you wear what you need to to get that acl right you wear a clown suit and wear i'll wear that i'm almost positive i've seen like chase young of washington in the exact same setup wearing the the man's ear or the catapult whatever we want to call it i'm not poking fun at it. like yeah, before yeah. And nobody said a single thing. But it, since it's Kyler Murray and he's an easy target, it blows up into a meme. Um, Zyphir in the chat, the amount of people clowning on K1 for that picture is insane. And then um, free matter for the blind. The only thing that sucks is it's literally the only coverage the cards got after preseason week one. I think that everybody ought to get used to that. This team, for, for, for coverage to come their way, they're gonna have to win football games, mm -hmm. and I most everybody has written this team off, and that's kind of where I want to transition the show. Well, Brock, touch a little bit on Friday night, but first, you mentioned Circle K is one of our newest partners, and again, they're keeping me hydrated, and they're keeping it probably so that I don't have to rock one of those sports bras. Instead, I can rock. How about this? Beer, snack, coffee, premium gas at not a premium price. It's America's thirst stop. I guarantee if I wore one of those to Circle K. I would be applauded because they are my friends. They can be your <laughs> friends too. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff they've got going on right now. As Bo mentioned, text PHNX to 31310 to join the exclusive SMS subscriber mm -hmm. club. Buy one, get one free, 32-ounce Polar Pop. Again, unsweetened iced tea is the preference for your boy. They've got the beat bark, Beatbox Hard Tea. Buy two, get one free. So many quality deals. Um, the heat will not go away. So I want everybody to stay safe, stay hydrated, pick up a beverage of your choice, <clears throat> circlek.com slash store dash locator to find the Circle K nearest to you. You're wearing it for support, not for tracking, right? You're looking for a little bit extra support in that area. <laughs> Excuse it's me? Like, no, is, is that what people were asking? Like, why? Like, they really think Kyler Murray needs to wear some sort of sports bra to work out, or like, do you think he just wants to wear it for style? I think, I think it, a lot of people probably thought it was style. Like, yeah. show off the... I mean, Kyler is a very fashionistic, fashionista player. Eccentric whatever. dresser. Yeah. I mean, his yeah. outfits are, he, and he even mentioned it in that flight plan episode, like he's passionate about fashion. So like, how do you rock this without the data tracking piece? It wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't hate on it. I mean, it's just like, look at what some NBA's players wear. Like what you're oh, looking to the common yeah. man for, for fashion advice. Like, no, these athletes, they set the tone. If Kyler Murray wears that and it's not analytic tracking, you know who's going to be wearing that next? Quarterbacks at summer youth camps and seven-on-seven -seven tournaments. Like, I'm sorry, we don't set those those kind of yeah those trends. Kyler Murray needs to take all the millions of dollars that he was that he signed for last season to uh, buy himself some premium polarized shades to block out all the haters. And uh, you got Shady Rays that can do that for you. If independent sunglasses company, world class product. We love our Shady Rays. Uh, they're good as just as good, if not better, than expensive sunglasses. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for all those outdoor adventures that you want to have here in the great state of Arizona. Check out their new location in North Scottsdale, Kierlin Commons. Check them out. Check out all their products. Then go to the website, ShadyRays.com, and continue to use that promo code PHNX to get 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized sunglasses. The code PHNX. Get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by 250,000 people at ShadyRays.com. Um, so Friday night has come and gone. Big week, Kansas City, as we preview the Chiefs game throughout the course of this week. Bo Brock, for you, who needs a big game against Patrick Mahomes and company? And who can afford to kind of lay low? I know you mentioned G.J. Humphreys, James Conner. We don't expect to play, at least for Conner. Who are yeah. guys that, that need to go out and fight for this roster that we otherwise didn't assume? 
Yeah, I think that we do need to see Keontae Ingram dress in C-snaps. He was not available on Friday night. And then you've got guys as far as like Josh Jones on the offensive line. It looks like Calvin Beecham is ahead of him. He played at left tackle in place of DJ Humphreys. Jones was at right tackle. He's penalized. Uh, I, I think that he's behind Beach right now. And if you look at the depth chart, like that would put him fourth as far as the tackles go. We know Jones doesn't exactly have the most versatility as far as the offensive line group goes. He's kind of just a strictly tackle guy. And if he's not your main swing, I think that makes him vulnerable. So he's going to have to have a solid game, solid week of practice as well. We looked at Rashard Lawrence. Uh, somebody that, you know, Jess Fruit along with Jones tabbed as, as two guys, two surprise cuts that the Cardinals could make before the start of the regular season. Lawrence, a fourth-round pick uh, a couple of years ago in the final year of his contract. He played heavy snaps late into that game last, uh, on Friday uh, and seems to be behind, you know, not exactly the most talented defensive line group that we've ever seen. I mean, it, it's it's concerning. So I think a guy like Rashard Lawrence has to continue to show. And I think all of those cornerbacks, especially against the passing attack that we know Kansas City has, like this is going to be a big game for if anybody can make a play against the first team offense from, from Kansas City uh, would go a long way with their new coaching staff. Uh, topic 64, crushing it with the Super Chats today, 499. Thank you so much. Last thing I'm going to say, they sleep it on this team. This team will make JG look like a coaching guru. Mark my words. I agree with that. I think this team's ahead of schedule defensively. I think the offense is going to be predicated on Kyler Murray, and I, I like both of those odds. Agent 47, I, I want to see BJ Ojolari. I agree with that, uh, as does Jalen Blair. Uh, Redbird uh, 224, the Lecky experiment. Count me as somebody who's shocked that Rashad Lawrence is behind significantly Lecky Fotu on this depth chart. Rashad Lawrence might just end up being a casualty of the prior regime, somebody who we thought immense talent that would seamlessly transition, especially given the lack of proven commodities and let's face it talent on this defensive line and i mean like if if you had to ask me do i think he's going to make the team i don't know i don't have an answer for you i think it's 50 50 uh you know jalen blair interesting josh jones had the highest pff grades of all the tackles that played friday i think it would be a mistake to part ways with josh jones i think outside of a trade that brings you back a tangible asset for this year or maybe a significant draft pick but we talked about it in our audio only podcast if you let Josh Jones walk as a free agent next spring, somebody's giving him a contract. You're getting a comp pick at some point in 2025, but you're getting mm -hmm. one. You cut Josh Jones now, it's like you get nothing. You get nothing, and somebody else is going to take advantage of a guy who started games in the NFL. So, again, very similar to my mindset, Bo, about keeping Kyler Murray on the roster, stashing him away. I don't have an issue with playing having four tackles. I think you just yeah. make it work. Jones sure. doesn't play guard anymore, but he could in a pinch. If you needed him to go play guard for a couple possessions, he could. Yeah, I don't know if anybody wants to see that. I mean, no, after the experiment in 2021. But I think that if, when you're putting pros and cons, you're not going to put versatility in the pro column for Josh Jones. You're just not. It's not part of his game. He's, he's a tackle guy. And like for him, like I was surprised to see him not go out there with DJ Humphreys not playing on Friday night, that he wasn't the one taking over the left tackle spots. It was Kelvin Beecham because Jones had been with the second team starting at left tackle while Beecham was at right tackle. They'd swapped it like for just a short time in, in a couple of practices here and there, but Beecham was the left tackle. Like I think you can safely say like Beach is ahead of him right now. And, it, mm -hmm. and all I'm saying with Jones is that's concerning. Yeah, it is. It is because, especially because Kelvin Beecham to me is not the caliber of athlete that Josh Jones is right now today. But Kelvin Beecham got the two year contract, and Kelvin Beecham is, is going to be on this team this year. I'm convinced that, you know, he, he's yeah. the first tackle off the bench behind DJ and Paris Johnson. DJ has been hurt, and Paris Johnson's a rookie. They want to turn to, to the veteran. Uh, I want you all to turn to your smartphones, mobile devices, what have you, and subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast wherever you get your podcast. If you go, Put in a five-star review. Give us a little recap. We would greatly appreciate it. In the meantime, also, become a diehard, Bo Brock, at gophnx.com. For every single home game that we have this year at BetMGM, there's going to be an exclusive section for diehards. What does that get you? Free food, free drink, free experience, beverages, what have you. And, Bo Brock, if you wear a PHNX t-shirt, specifically Cardinals, we would hope Cardinals to a tailgate this year, Bo and I, a drink on us, PHNX here. 
Um, come out, support the cause, support the team, and support the podcast. In the meantime, if you want to support the show, pick up the very choice new addition to the PHNX Merchandise Locker, Mr. Gregory Dorch, number 83. Could he be pushing Rondell Moore for some playing time on the field after Rondell fell, which led to an interception? I hope so, because I want to see my man 83 out there dominating as a kick returner, punt returner, and slot receiver with Kyler Murray when he does return. But yeah, get all that and more at gophnx.com. The team is back on the practice field tomorrow. We'll have all the sights and sounds from that. Also, the team's coordinators, Drew Petzing, will take the, the podium. We'll hear from him. His thoughts on the comeback win on Friday night. All that at phnx underscore cardinals on Twitter, Instagram. Follow Johnny at Johnny Venerable. Follow me at Bo Brock. Have a great rest of your Monday. We will talk to you with a brand new episode of PHNX Cardinals tomorrow at 4.30 right here on PHNX Sports.